T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and today is day five. That's right, game five between the Heat and the Bucks. Game five, going to be the finishing five for the Heat. I'm just kind of making a bold prediction, although it's not all that bold. Nonetheless, we're going to get into that in just a little while. Also, going to hear from the Joe Rose Show. They are talking to my man, Manny Diaz. We are less than five days away from the kickoff to the football season for the Canes. In fact, it's just Thursday, so Manny Diaz is going to be talking about that fun and gun offense. Also, the Dan Levitard Show. Speaking of fun, talking to Zoo Miami's Ron McGill. That's always informative and interesting. Then Hawk and Crowder, game five. Five, five, let's get into the headlines. Game five of the Heat and Bucks is tonight at 6.30. Yaris Antetokounmpo is questionable with a bad ankle. Miami leads the series 3-1. Dolphins receiver Devontae Parker has returned to practice. No word on if he'll play Sunday against the Patriots. The Marlins down the Braves 5-4 in the 10th yesterday. The two play again tonight at 7.05 with Juventus Gonzalo Aguayan nearing a deal with Inter-Miami. The team prepares to play Atlanta United tomorrow night at 8. NBA staff will now be allowed to have family members in the bubble. Previously, only players were permitted to have family at the hotels. The Canes have named Nikosi Perry the team's number two quarterback behind De'Eric King. Miami opens at home Thursday at 8 against UAB. The Saints and Alvin Kamara are reportedly near securing a lucrative extension. The running back is entering the final year of his rookie deal. Tonight, in the NHL playoffs, it's game one of the Las Vegas versus Dallas at eight. And now let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. <sighs> Police in Kentucky recently pulled over a car after noticing it was driving with a drawn on license plate. Man, this learning at home stuff is getting out of hand. A French tourist was fined $1,200 for attempting to steal four pounds of sand from an Italian beach. Did they realize it was sand and not cocaine? A tourist in Scotland has reported the seventh Loch Ness Monster sighting this year. Whew! 2020 just keeps getting more weird. A museum in Sweden is featuring a beer made from whale testicles and wine fermented from a prison toilet. One word. Yum! Now on the weather, tonight's forecast, rainy with temperatures around 80. Everyone excited here in South Florida. Not only do you have game five of the heat, not only are the Dolphins kicking off Sunday, but even closer than that, Thursday. 
It is the U versus UAB Hard Rock Stadium. 13,000 fans in attendance. It is going to be rocking. So the Joe Rose Show got with the coach of the U, Manny Diaz. This is probably the last second he is going to have to do an interview until that kickoff. What were they talking about? How he feels going into the season. Talks a little bit about De'Ara King and Nikosi Perry making the plays. Let the fast guys run fast, and it's fun to watch that offense. Coach, good morning, and I'm happy to say this. Welcome to game week. Finally game week in a couple days here. Thank you for a couple minutes this morning. I, I was just going to say, I, I can't help but think back to, you know, maybe it was April, something like that, when, when we were talking on the phone then. And just to hear the sports update, I mean, how cool. You got, you got the Heat playing tonight. You got Marlins talking about the Dolphins opener on Sunday, the Canes in two days, you know, I remember being on back in the spring and there was no sports update. You go to the traffic right. person, they'd be like, Hey, there's no one on the roads. We're all in our house. You know I mean? I mean, what a, what, what a turnaround. It's, it's, it's great to have game week. Absolutely right. Amen. And I'll tell you what else was good to hear you after the third scrimmage, pretty ex- excited about the way your guys looked at hard rock state. What, what'd you see overall coach? It seemed to have you pretty positive after that, it, that mock game that we do. It's, I mean, it's scripted for success. I mean, it's, it's a game that everyone's supposed to leave feeling good about themselves, but what you're really checking uh, on that evening is, you know, are we good on our substitutions? Are we good on our special teams? If we have to go from offense to punt or defense to punt block, I mean, do we, are we, you know, nothing that's going to make us procedurally take a timeout. Um, are we running the offense and defense, you know, smoothly in terms of getting our subs in and out and signaling and all those type of things. So all of that I thought was really good. And then, and then we do, we, you know, we do sort of simulate playing our, our first opponent. So, you know, running some of our game plan stuff against the opponent and, and giving our guys that first chance. You know, it's just different when you're in the stadium, you know. And so our, our, that was really our first opportunity in, in this calendar year to, to get in the stadium and operate in there and, and shoot some guys. Eric had only been in the stadium when he came on his official visit right before the Super Bowl. We kind of snuck him in and had him take a look around at the place. That's the only time he'd ever been in Hard Rock Stadium. So just to, just to get the Cleats on the grass was a good feeling. Coach, uh, Derek King, since you, you talk, what's impressed you most about him from day one till where he is right now as your starting quarterback? I just love the way uh, that he interacts with the players on this team. I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's the ball stuff and, and, and what he can do playing quarterback. But it's just so funny that after last night's practice, I always see him after practice hanging out with three or four different guys, and I don't know what they're talking about, but they're just doing something. And it's always a different group of guys. Last night it was three offensive linemen, and then the day before that might be three defensive players. He's just a quarterback that that seems to draw people towards him. He's got great leadership ability, but it's not overt, rah-rah, you know, Hollywood speech. Just, just It just seems like somebody that really brings our team together. Coach, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, I know you named Nikosi Perry the backup quarterback there. What has he shown you since, you know, Derek has come on campus mentally and physically? Uh, you know, just what has he shown you in your eyes to make him feel like the second quarterback and your backup? I'm really proud of Nikosi. I mean, I mean, he's, you know, obviously he's been through a lot and he's had some super high highs um, in his program here, you know, beating Florida State and, and, and also some not some great moments. But this year, I think his, his maturity level has gone to a different level. Um, you know, he, he's really handled his business, you know, on, on the field and off the field. And again, I think he's benefiting from a little bit of what we're doing. And, and I, we've seen, I mean, I mean, Nikosi can make plays in a game. We've got confidence in Nikosi if, if he was our quarterback. Um, so he's just continued to work to get better. He loves the University of Miami. He loves, loves being a Miami Hurricane. I would say there's probably not a lot of people in the country who have got a, a number two quarterback who's, who's done some of the things that our guy has. So I, I saw the depth chart, uh, Coach, 
last night just looking at it. Um, the one surprise on the offensive line, I just didn't know a lot about him. Talk about Usman Traor, who's going to be your left guard. Um, just a guy that people I wasn't real familiar with out of junior college. Did he just come on strong? Uh, how did he earn that position? Yeah, Usman is, is, is a unique situation. You know, He got a little bit of action for us a year ago, and then there was a strange kind of eligibility case that sort of uh, forced him on the shelf at the end of, of, of 2019. And he's a guy that would have played a role for us, certainly down the stretch last year, especially with some of the injuries we had in the final few ball games. So really – Probably would have not have been such a surprise this year if, if he could have played the way we expected he would have been able to play a year ago. So to that point, you know, as a guy that when we when we came back and you get you know new eyes and and um, you know some new coaches and whatever and, and move guys around into different positions, you know, Usman's a guy that just has really continued to to come on, uh, improve, get better. Uh, he's got great toughness and, and and just goes about doing his job. And so you know, I think Darren Justice has done a really nice job of trying to move our guys around and find out what the best combination was. It, it just feels like for the last Last week or so, you know, the Deuceman really solidified that left guard spot. I'll say one thing. This group, compared to where you were a year ago, the experience on the offensive line, which I know we spend way too much time over the last, I feel, five or six years talking about the offensive line. you got to feel a lot better ab- about this group, especially adding a guy like Williams at right tackle and knowing the experience he comes in with. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, coming back for another year and, and some of the seasoning that we'll have, but, but yeah, I mean, to, to your point, I mean, starting, you know, true freshmen, two true freshmen for the majority of the year, that's just, that's not something that, that generally goes well. Um, and those guys battled. I mean, they fought and, and they'll all be better for it. But, uh, but the experience will definitely, you know, pay, pay off. Coach will stay in the offensive side of the ball running back spot. I know Cam Harris starting on your depth chart. Cheney Jr. and Knighton as your backups. Uh, pretty deep at that position. You're, very, you're happy with that position right now? Yeah, I would say so. We're, we are. Um, Cam has provided great leadership, and, and, and he's in the best shape of his life. And I think he's someone that everybody in the program is really rooting for to have a big year. And then with Knighton and Cheney, you know, of course, anytime you've got um, young guys who, 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 who you know you've got such potential and there's a lot of hype around them, and they just need to get in the game and just get the flow of the game and, and and I think as they they get more and more comfortable, I think their roles will continue to grow because they can do some they can definitely do some damage when they're in there. You know, it's just they just got to get they got to get their first college hits and and go out there and and then you know get a, a acclimated to the speed of the game because uh, they will definitely be factors for us in this year. Coach, just a, a follow up on Knighton and Cheney, two uh, two of the best backs to come out in Dade and Broward last year. Knighton Moore, maybe uh, you see him as a pass receiving running back role on this team compared to maybe Cheney or. Or are you not ready to do that yet? I think it'd be unfair to to, to say that one guy can and one guy can't. You know, I think both those guys can can um, uh, can do some things. I mean, obviously, when you talk about pass catching, you're talking about pass catching situations. Really, the first thing you're talking about then is blitz pickup. You know, and being sound on That's a true. who you've got to pick right. up on blitz, and then and then can you do it? I don't. You know, I don't. I don't see any vast discrepancies of one guy certainly can and one guy certainly can't and and then like I said they've got a they've got a great older guy to learn from uh in a guy like Cam Harris who you know Cam's seen some really good backs before him here whether it's Travis Homer and DJ Dallas and and has seen you know Cam's made great development since he's been here at Dave Philly and his strength staff have done an amazing job with Cam's physical development and so I, again I think we've got great depth there which we will definitely need in 2020. Group, uh, Coach do you see this group of wide receivers the ball being spread out or do you see one or two guys kind of taking over a number one one and two role when we're all said and done with stats and targets and all that stuff. 
Uh, if I had to guess, and I think if, if Rhett Lashley could have his way, I, I think you would see a pretty even ball distribution. I mean, if you just look at the, the receivers we have, and, and with, whether it's the first three with Pope Wiggins and, and Harley, uh, but then when you also have to throw in the tight ends, I mean, you know, everyone talked about Brevin Jordan, but I think Will Mallory is set to really do some things this year. And so you got five guys right there that, that are definitely weapons catching the ball. But look, if you're, if you're going to play at an increased tempo, increase the amount of plays you're going to play in the game, you're going to also increase the amount of people that are going to play in the game. And, you know, Jeremiah Payton has, has had a nice camp and did some good things um, last Friday night at the stadium. And, and then we really like the young wide receivers we have too, who just, you know, will need some time to come along. So, so yeah, I mean, I think this, this should be an offense that, you know, by, by its design, you know, it, it spreads the field out and, and where the defense is and where they aren't is going to matter to where the ball goes. Coach, how much of a jump in your eyes did Mark Pope make? I know that he's listed as a punt returner and kick returner also. He's a hell of a playmaker. But how much so far have you seen the jump that Pope's made from last year to this year? It's been fun to watch. I mean, Mark is obviously a very talented kid. And I think, you know, what we're doing offensively right now is 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 to get guys like him in, in position to make big plays. And, um, you know, I, I think his confidence level is, is at a, is at a you know, different place than what it was. And, you know, and, and this is going to sound overly simplistic, but it reminds me of when we got here in 2016 on defense is let's let our fun people, our, let's let our fast people run fast. And Pope's got great speed and, and, that, and that should be a threat to the defense. And, and so, again, now what we all have to temper is, and I'm talking about players first, and then, on the, you, know, you know, not every play is designed to be a touchdown. You know what I mean? So make, make the play that's there. Let's not, you know, let's not, you know, these guys are so eager and they're so excited to, to go out and play well. Uh, we're playing against an outstanding defense in UAB. So let's just, you know, let's take what's there, make the plays that are there. There's going to be shots available and the shots there. Let's take the shots and, uh, and just, you know, understand it's, it's going to be a 60-minute game. Coach, defensively through the years, when you talk about Kane's defense, we always talk about those great defensive tackles through the great years in the history of championships. How do you feel about Ford and Silvera? Uh, to start with, just your your starting tackles. I think they both have a chance to to sort of continue our line of very disruptive defensive tackles. You know, um, you know, I, I Ford, I think is again in his fourth year in the program. I think he's ready to to sort of take that jump, and 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 he he has had a a good camp, really good week this week. He's a, he's a load to block. UAB is a team that wants to run the football. Him and Silvera are going to be important guys, but I also like what we've done with our depth there. And again, okay. again, it's going to be so important our depth this year because we'll be playing more plays on defense as well. So whether that's Jordan Miller, uh, I would say Jared Harrison Hunt is really coming along and is, and is especially had a good week this week. And even guys like Jalar Holly getting the game and some others. You know, I think I, I do. I think our ability to just come at people in waves—that's what always when we've been at our best defensively—is really going to pay off. Coach, I know one thing we have to ask you about. I don't know if I've ever done this before, but kicking. How nice has it been to have Jose Borgales back there, and how good's he been in camp so far? It's it's been great to have Jose, um, and and, and un, underrated by the way, not not usually talked about is just kickoffs. You know, his kickoffs have been excellent, which is really going to help us there. We didn't get really great ball placement or hang time a year ago for our coverage units, but certainly in the field goal aspect. I mean. The, our Wednesday practices, we always end with a one-minute drill. The one offense was going down the field. They needed they needed a field goal to win. Derek ended up throwing a touchdown pass, which, hey, that's fun too. But we said, you know what, we're, at the, to sort of the last play of practice, we still set the ball down and, and said, okay, Jose, run out here and, and make the game-winning field goal. And, you know, he shot it right through the clown's mouth. So that just builds confidence for, for everybody on the entire team to know that if we get in those situations, which, which look here now, understanding we're starting with a really, really tough team in UAB, and then you got to go 10 straight in the ACC. And the one thing we know is that that league is going to always produce close games. 
right? You've got a lot of evenly matched teams. You've got, you got a lot of well-coached teams. I think you've got a lot of teams that are a lot better this year than they have been the last year or two. Kicking's going to be important. You know, points are going to be important. And to, to go down to the red zone and come up empty like we did last year, you know, one win here or, or, or two wins here could be the difference in being in Charlotte in December or not being in Charlotte. So I think everybody's really excited about what Jose adds to our team. Well, Coach, it is game week. We really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, it's nice to say it's game week, too. I'm glad that you brought that up in the beginning, too. It's nice to say we actually have some football to watch this week. You can hear the game on uh, WQAM this week as well. Best of luck. We'll talk to you again Thanks, next Coach. Week. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yay, football. Got a great feeling about this Miami team and Manny Diaz getting that swagger back. It's going to be an odd season, but a good season. And you can hear kickoff. Pre-game starts at 4 o'clock this Thursday right here on 560 The Joe. Speaking of Miami, Zoo Miami's Ron McGill joins Dan Lebetard next on The Best of The Joe Show. Welcome back to The Best of The Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Dan. I'm full of pizza. Domino's, for the goodness of their gracious little hearts, dropped off a bunch of their taco pizzas and hamburger cheeseburger pizzas and i've just been eating them all day so i'll worry about my waistline later getting some good pizza in you is not as good as hearing from zoo miami's ron mcgill with the dan lebetard show it's always good to call into ron mcgill and ask the questions that no one else will answer so here he goes talking about animals and wildfire bird 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 birds the word and do zoo animals actually respond to their names chris what do you have for ron mcgill of zoo miami Okay, Ron, the medal stand for house pets. Gold is the dog, silver is the cat. What is the bronze medal house pet? I would say probably like a cockatiel. You know, some of the, the smaller citizens, lovebirds, cockatiels. Uh, I would go with something like that. Roy, what do you have for Ron McGill of Zoo Miami? Ron, you obviously have this uh, man-made wildfire in California. You also have natural wildfires in places like in Africa and whatnot. What kind of adaptations do animals have in the event these things Is happen? someone playing a flute at when your house? When did I get to Italy? I <laughs> I mean, mean, is it Italy uh, yeah. or is it yeah. India? Claire is playing with a toy right okay, now. Okay, very oh, good. Excellent, good. right. <laughs> well, here's, the, here's the bottom line. First of all, I mean, a lot of people look at fire as a disaster. In fact, it is a necessity for a lot of environments, and those environments benefit from fire. You know, here in South Florida, we have the Pine Rockland, which has to burn. And the reason that some of it gets damaged is because they try to control. They don't, they don't let it burn. We actually do control burns, and there are animals that have adapted to that in many ways. First of all, a lot of plants have, and that they build fire-resistant trunks so that they can take the fire on the, on the lower part. Other animals know how to get underground and survive the, uh, the fire that way, or simply just escape the fire. They have an incredible sense of smoke or fire coming to get out of the way. Now, sometimes you lose animals. That's, that's just part of, of life there. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is fire is, generally speaking, very beneficial for the habitat that it usually strikes. It's a necessity to keep that habitat healthy. Guillermo, put it on the poll, please, at Lebetard Show. Who's the bronze medal uh, winner of pets in the animal kingdom? Is it fish or bird? I mean, I'm telling you, if I go to someone's house and there's a bird flying around, I know they're in cages, but I have a friend who lets the bird a, a out. A bird flying around? Around. No, and it's flying around the house. It's like, I'm I, never coming I, to your house again. I, think I don't just, need that I think, in my life. I think you just realized while telling that story, I think you just realized that birds were caged. Well, perhaps, <laughs> but I'm telling you, this bird starts... I don't starts, believe you have a friend who's just got a bird flying around the house. What are you talking about? I mean, it's super rude. You walk into this guy's house and there's Mark Fidrich just, uh, just flying around. It's great. What? <laughs> Taylor, you're on Larry. with Ron McGill. Go ahead, Taylor. Hey, hey Ron. 
two, two quick questions for you. I'm waiting forever to ask you. One, what natural predator would be best to drop in the Everglades and clean up the invasive anaconda population? And number two, do animals at the zoo who have names respond to their names, like dogs respond to their names? Thanks, Ron. Sure. First, uh, it's pythons in the Everglades, not anacondas. But, uh, you know, really the best natural predator we have for those <laughs> are animals. Why are you laughing? No, I'm just uh, because one is a John Voight movie that makes me laugh, and the other one is pythons. That's why. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's pythons. And generally, the, the, you know, alligators are a good predator of pythons. Now, we always hear the story about, you know, the, uh, the python that uh, died because it ate an alligator and exploded out of its belly. But generally, speaking, uh, I think alligators come out on top more often than pythons do. Also, as pythons hatch out, those hatchlings are going to get eaten by a ton of birds, a ton of things, even raccoons and things like that. And the eggs will get fed on by things like raccoons and other uh, lizards and things like that. So we already have predators in there to try to control these guys. It's just they breed so quickly, they reproduce so quickly, they produce so many eggs. It's just hard. I don't know what's going to happen. I personally think there's going to be some kind of natural pathogen, a disease, a virus that comes in there that's going to be species-specific and starts controlling them that way. Or we're going to have, God willing, some kind of cold front in the future. I don't know if that happens with the kind of summer we've had. But those are the best controls for those guys. And the other thing, what was the other question? Names, animals responding to names. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, we do absolutely have animals here that have names, and they absolutely respond to names. And generally speaking, you know, it's the more intelligent the animal, the more responsive it's going to be to a name. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to call a python, and it's going to come slivering over to me. Um, but having said that, you know, you might look at an animal like a tortoise and think, well, that's not the brightest bulb in the chandelier. Well, there's a tortoise here, Goliath. He hears me call his name. He gets right up and starts walking right over to me. So animals do respond to names, and it is very common that you see it in zoos. What is the dumbest animal that can be trained to respond? I don't like that word. I don't, I don't like that word, Dan. What is the least intelligent? Let's say, what's the least intelligent? I don't like it either. What is the most idiotic animal that responds oh, yeah. to being called by name? Uh, you know, I, I would think that the tortoises uh, are, are, are animals that are lower on the intelligence scale and one would not assume that they would know their name and come walking to you. But our tortoises here do. We also have crocodiles that will respond to names or sounds, so to speak. It's wow. kind of a recall that we have. And crocodiles, you know, you could have a 12-foot crocodile that has the brain the size of a walnut. And you would think, geez, how does that thing even know how to breathe? But the bottom line is they learn with association to survival, to food. As soon as they associate somebody with a name with food, they'll respond to it. That's, you know, they're not looking at their name like, oh, my pal Ron is there. Let me go play with him. That name <laughs> being called is basically, hey, there, there's, there's food. There's food coming because every time that I go... I don't know why you guys are laughing. I'm just no, it's funny. Oh, it's great. Put it on the poll, Guillermo, at Lebetard Show. Did you have any idea that a crocodile would answer to a name? It's a fairly amazing thing to learn. I was laughing yeah, because will. of the absurdity of you going out there oh, and then Alex. Hey, Alex, get over here. <laughs> and, and then the Alex or the crocodile comes over to you. And then I also like the further thing that you suggested, which is the listener might then see you frolicking with Alex the crocodile because you just called him over to play like you with a dog. What? Dan, you have been with me when I call the giraffe, for instance. And, and other people can say, hey, and they don't do anything. They hear me call them by their name, and they come walking to me. So you've, you've seen that. I mean, I, No, you're I, Tarzan, I dude. You are a modern-day Tarzan. I've seen the gorillas respond to you by name, the elephants. But, 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 that's, but that's because they associate me with, with food, with a pleasant experience. You know, if the veterinarian called their name, they'd run the other way and get all upset because they don't associate that with a pleasant experience, even though the veterinarian does much more good for them than I could ever do for them. It's just a matter of association. It's not like, you know, I say, hey, Dan, how you doing? Hey. Ron, how you doing? They don't do that. It's not necessarily like that, but there is an association with a pleasurable experience when they hear that name. I've seen it as well, Ron. I mean, you absolutely talk to the animals, but this is a crocodile. I don't think he has time for names, you, anything. It's a, it's a menicing no, croc. Foods, yeah. No, that's wonderful. Uh, I'll tell you, they come.
They come. They will come. You call their name, and they will come. Uh, Alex, you're on with Ron McGill of Zoo Miami. Go ahead, Alex. Uh, I had a question for you. If you had to make one illegal, either recreational fishing or commercial fishing, which one would you choose and why? What would I make illegal if I had to choose yeah. one? Wow, that's that's a hard one. You know, you, I, I don't think you can make commercial fishing illegal because it's so important to sustenance for so many people around the world. But having said that, if you made it illegal, then maybe there'd be a lot more recreational fishermen and we would have a much better oh geez much better situation with that um you're a real fence sitter you're a real fence sitter and 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 the bridge to your that one is tough that one is tough for me that one is tough but this is your bridging this is how you sit on the (laughs) fence it's your having said that you hit us over the head with a having said that and then you just sit neither of you are the man (laughs) you've got you've got you've got you've got a a good point there dan yeah i I think you're right i think you're right that's my sitting on the fence when i say having said that because the bottom line is I, I don't know which way to go on that I would say listen you know I love uh, fishing I love recreational fishing if you if you outlawed commercial fishing then most many people say you know what I gotta go catch my fish now because it's not just gonna arrive in the market the way I want but then people have jobs they might not have the ability to catch their fish and they might be you know uh, deprived of an essential protein in their diet you know I'd rather I'd rather them eat fish than eat beef so the question is no I could I, okay I would outlaw recreational fishing. Oh, that's going to get me in a lot of trouble. Yes, get out of here. That's good talking to you. Thank you, Ron McGill. We were not going to stop until we could get you in a lot of Uh, trouble. I don't know who the hell you'd uh, be getting in trouble with. Get out of here. Are you kidding me? Recreational fishing is so important. I know. We covered that. Having said that, get out of here. Call me next week with something a little bit more, you know. Okay. All right. See you later, Ron McGill. We love you. Uh, let me go back there for a second because you may have heard in the middle of that the manly <laughs> man off in which uh, out of nowhere, both Ron McGill, it was well-timed, Ron McGill and I, you just stopped our, our stupid conversation when it should have stopped a minute earlier by accidentally hitting with your elbow the manly man off. Neither of you are the man. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. When was the last? It's been at least six years. Okay. <laughs> don't demasculize Ron McGill. He has a mustache. Interesting. Animals, they know their names. So I'm guessing all the cats I've ever had in my life, they just ignore me when I speak to them. Hmm. Not ignoring Hawk and Crowder, although Crowder is getting a vasectomy today. <sighs> so Hawk and Dino next talking about game five. 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 On the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. And today can be summed up with one number. The number of the day. Five. 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 You're probably saying, what in the world are you talking about, Dan Day? You've lost it a long time ago, but you've even lost it more so than ever. Well, Hawk and Dino... You'll know immediately what game five, five, five is all about. Five, five game, five game, gentlemen, sweet for the Miami Heat. Five game, five game, gentlemen, sweet for the Miami Heat. I mean. Brilliance to start. <laughs> Brilliance to start the show. Wow. All my prep goes right out the window. We'll be playing that for the next four hours. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, Crowder is off today. Long planned vasectomy. Well, not long enough. He just had maybe three. Crowder's off today. He's getting the vasectomy. He told us he'll tell us all about it tomorrow. Dono is here. Hello, Dono. I didn't think anything could get worse than elegance, but that Solana, was... Solana somehow topped himself. That was tremendous, man. Game five tonight, the gentleman's sweep. We talked about it yesterday. We have tweeted and Instagrammed out uh, me, Crowder, and Solana in our heat jerseys and top hats and monocles. But Solana has outdone himself. Go ahead. Uh, I had no idea this was coming. I didn't know he was in the lab. This had to be a good 13, 14 hours putting this together. Here it is, the five-game gentleman sweep song. Five. Five-game. Five-game gentleman sweep. For the Miami Heat. Five game. Five game, gentlemen. Sweet. For the Miami Heat. JPEG at the end. Is that who that was? It was like someone was trying to. Someone. Was that you, Fig? Yeah, someone was. It's Figgy. She got called into duty, didn't want to do it. It was like someone was trying to harmonize on that. I don't know what was happening there, but that was pure brilliance, Solana. Congratulations. I don't think we're going to be able to top that. I'll show. We shall try. It is. It is immediately an all-time banger. I am delighted. It is a... uh, a Miami Heat game night. Now, I'm expecting Miami to come out and lay the hammer down. I really am. I think they're going to be looking at this game as a must-win, even though it's not. And I think you're going to see really aggressive, dominating basketball from Miami. My guess is Giannis doesn't play. I just don't see how he'll be able to. Uh, what are you expecting tonight, Dono? Well, I mean, first, I agree with you that I can't see Giannis playing. I mean, the guy was hobbling around in a boot yesterday. Like, I I understand that it's the playoffs facing elimination, but it would just seem dumb in the condition he's in to play after already re-injuring the injury that he had. No, I mean, I'm with you. I'm I'm nervous, of course, because as a Heat fan, you know, all of a sudden, if you you turn a potential gentleman sweep into a six-gamer, then I start to get a little bit freaked out, but I am expecting the Heat to close it out here tonight, but I'm going to be on the edge of my seat the entire game. We, uh, Solana and I are texting with each other. You sound low, and there's a buzz. There's a hum in your, uh, in in the connection. Way to come yeah, prepared, now Dono. It's, now, it's, now it's even worse. It's more pronounced. Really? I just turned my volume up. That's Yeah, but the hum is really bad now. It's weird because there's nothing. I, I don't I don't know why anything would be humming in here. Is there? No, but it, it sounds like there's a hum in a wire. It doesn't sound like yeah. a hum from ambient noise. It's, it's Are you using a different microphone or anything that you normally yeah, do? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's the, uh, that's the problem. Yeah, we got to get you back to your old setup. What happened? Why did you try to upgrade? Well, yeah, it it is actually a better mic. I left Palmetto Bay to go back home to unincorporated Miami Dade to my home. I usually do the home from my I usually do the show from my parents' home. I actually have a nicer setup here, but I left the the USB mic that I use at my parents' house. I left at my parents' house. Oh, oh. man, yeah, this is a bad microphone. I can I uh, do we have any troubleshooting uh, Solana? Any troubleshooting possibilities? Uh, uh, <laughs> Play the five game sweep song. Five. Yeah, there it is. Five game, five game, gentlemen sweep for the Miami Heat. I'm gonna listen for five Fig this game. time. Five game, gentlemen sweep for the Miami Heat. Oh, there she is. 
<laughs> I missed that before. My goodness. She emoted on that one. Anyway, that's what I'm uh that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting some aggressive Miami Heat basketball tonight. I think they're gonna come away with the victory. My guess. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. Game four, Heat Bucks, six thirty PM. Game five. Game five. Game five. Game five. Yeah. Start by me there. Giannis is questionable. <laughs> Jake Crowder, Tyler Hero, Kelly. You just did Olenek. a whole song about game five. Listen, you can't uh, you can't make them all. You know, I, <laughs> all right. I, I was shooting. I I, I swished right. a couple I mean, at the beginning a, of the show, and that was um, a little layup. I got the uh, I got the pass right back to me. I missed the free throw. What are you What are you gonna do? All Sometimes right. that all happens. Right. I don't think there was a free throw though. It was a layup. Was it a layup? Yeah, yeah. that was a uh, uncontested layup. Jay Crowder, Tyler Hero, Kelly O. They're all questionable for today as well. I imagine as we get closer to game time, we'll we'll find out more, especially about Giannis. I know everybody wants to know. Is Antetokounmpo going to play? The Heat are favored by four as it stands right now, guys. All right. Anything else? So that went up because yesterday was three and a half. So a lot of people expecting, I guess, what I'm expecting, a Heat to put the hammer down. Uh, tonight, I following hope Giannis does play. I mean, they look pretty poor without him. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was saying yesterday. I like. I, I mean, I'm bummed even as a Heat fan that he got injured in Game Four because I like watching the great guys out there play basketball. And certainly, the Heat were not having any. I mean, he was possessed Game Four. Like he looked like he was going to will that team to victory. It ended up being Chris Middleton that willed him to victory. But I like seeing Giannis out there. I just don't see how he's going to be able to play. He's hurt the same ankle twice. You know when you roll an ankle like that, it's super tender to walk on. Then you roll it a second time because you're probably, you know, overcompensating the other way. And I I just don't see, if you're looking at the long term, what the point is. Solana and I were talking about it yesterday. It's like, if they were down 3-2 or if the series was 3-3, it's one thing. But to be down 3-1, I don't see what the rush is. Following the Heat game, it's Lakers-Rockets game three. That series is even at 1-1. One to one. That's at 9 p.m., the Lakers' five-point favorites. Last night in the NBA, game five, the Celtics took a three-games-to-two lead over the Raptors with a 111-98 victory over Toronto. And in game three of Clippers-Nuggets, 113-107, Clippers, they win and take a series lead of two games to one. With a uh, Kawhi one-finger block. <laughs> that was awesome. The Marlins, something else that was awesome. Extras. Thanks to Miggy Rowe, a go-ahead double in the 10th. They beat the Bravos yesterday 5-4. to four. Important victory for the Marlins. They're back to 500. And this series continues tonight, 7-10 p.m., Sixto Sanchez. The Marlins' young phenom, he's on the nod. He gets the nod from the fish. He's on the mound. Let's go, Sixto. Manny Diaz confirmed yesterday, guys. There will be a turnover chain this season. They haven't uh, yeah. they haven't displayed it yet. Nobody's seen it, and and he did say there will be a couple changes as they've done the last couple years. Somebody uh, speaking of the Miami Hurricanes, someone texts in. Forget Chris Perkins. Get Kendrick Perkins on. Kendrick Perkins coming on tomorrow. He will be with us tomorrow. He wouldn't miss it. He's really become our dude, dude. Hawk. He is man. He yeah. is our dude, dude. And uh, quickly, some NFL news, guys. Alvin Kamara on the Saints. They're close to a lucrative contract extension. That's great for my fantasy football team. And Cardinals and wide receiver. Didn't I see that it was done? If it if it happened in the past thirty minutes, perhaps that I, I didn't catch it. But DeAndre Hopkins is behind this. Yeah, I, th- I honestly thought I had seen that it was done. Maybe not. Uh, maybe you're confusing it with the DeAndre Hopkins news because no, that I saw, but I thought yeah. I saw that the Kamara one was done too. But no, go ahead. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins and the Cardinals, uh, a two-year contract extension. This dude got paid 
54 million over two seasons. It includes 42.5 million guaranteed. Oh yeah, Schefter. Uh, Saints and Alvin Kamara extremely close. That's what I was reporting. Lots going on in the Miami sports world, and I'm telling you, that game five, five, five song that Solana, Jay Fig, and myself sang, that is an all-time banger. If you want it, go download it wherever you get your podcasts, including this show's podcast. Also, you can go to the radio.com app, or you can go simply to our website, wqam.com. If you have any questions for me, it's real simple, nice and slow. I'll answer for you so you don't get confused because the world can be a confusing place, especially in these times, on Twitter, all the social media, at Dan Day Radio. I will be back tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, not 5, 5, 5, but 6 o'clock to bring you another edition of the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Five. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.